That was different. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's wonderful to be with you here in the Lord's house to worship, to receive his gifts that he has planned for us of his word and his sacraments, his means of grace. And so let's stand this morning. Let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize or maybe somebody you haven't seen for a while, please go say hi and welcome them today. Just a few announcements before we begin with worship today. The Ladies' Aid Workday is tomorrow, beginning at 9 a.m. Everyone is invited. Please bring a covered disc to share for lunch. Uh, The Board of Mission and Evangelism are doing a food in-gathering today and also next week. The table is set up in the narthex for food and cash donations. Uh, Today is the last Sunday to sign up for our small group Bible studies that will start next week. There is a new Bible study that has been added. Uh, a ladies' Bible study meets Good morning, first and welcome and to Trinity Lutheran Church, Church in Christette, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Courtney Sletton, and the acolytes are Sadie Bennett and McKenna Schmidt. <clears throat> this broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. So that, that new Bible study meets the first and third Monday of every month at 1.30 here in our chapel. The sign-up sheet is uh, with the rest of the small group sign-ups, uh, so please check those out when you, when you get back there. Uh, there is a covered basket dinner after church on October the 28th. That's next Sunday. The school board will provide fried chicken, and all that they ask is that everybody brings sides or desserts. Emphasis on desserts as usual. Uh, also, there will be a pie auction, even better. So make sure that you uh, join us for that as well. There is a fundraiser going on on November the 3rd at the home of Ryan and Janelle Stockton, a turkey shoot fundraiser. Please see, please see the flyer for more 
details. Uh, Ryan, raise your hand. Uh, if you have any questions, please see him, and he'll be able to uh, direct you for that. That's on November the 3rd. And then finally, the funeral service for Nancy McRoberts will be this coming Friday, October the 26th at 10 o'clock a.m. here at Trinity Church. And there will be a, the quarterly voters meeting will happen right after the dinner, the covered basket dinner next Sunday. Sorry that I forgot to mention that. And so, for, and so before we begin with worship, let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your sacraments. Thank you for your means of grace, ways for which you shower us with your love and with your care and with your mercy. Lord, we ask that as we worship you now that you would, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. Give us a zeal for your house of worship here. Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, a merciful Father, I am a merciful sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
We continue by responsively saying the introit uh, that you'll find there in your bulletin. I say the parts that are after the letter P. You all say the parts that are after the letter C. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Wealth and riches are in his house. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends. For the righteous will never be moved. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, whose grace always precedes and follows us, help us to forsake all trust in earthly gain and to find in you our heavenly treasure. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading today is from Amos chapter 5 verses 6 and 7 and 10 through 15. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and it devour, with none to quench it for Bethel. 
O you who turn justice into wormwood, cast down righteousness to the earth. They hate him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks the truth. Therefore, because you trample on the poor, and you extract taxes of grain from him, you have built houses on the hewn stones, but you shall not dwell in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink their wine. For I know how many are your transgressions, and how great are your sins. You who afflict the righteous, you who take bribes, and turn aside the needy in the gate. Therefore, he who is prudent will keep silent in such a time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that you may live, and so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. As you have said, hate evil, love good, and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnants of Joseph. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with the gradual. He will command his angels concerning you. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's not time for all the young disciples, so we're here today to come forward for the children's message given today by Mrs. Hansen. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. How are you? I've missed you. I haven't seen you in a while. I went to Texas. Do you know where Texas is at? Long ways away, isn't it? It was lots of fun. I have something I want to show you. It is really small, and I want everybody to look at it. Can you see that? And for you people out there, I'm showing them a needle. See how small it is? It's so small. Now, I have a question for you. Do you think... A, oh, first of all, how big is a camel? Can you guys see that? How big? Like bigger than me? Yes. Big as the church? No. no, not quite that big. Um, bigger than a cow? No. Mm, probably. Maybe same size. Uh, bigger than a horse? Yes. Maybe around about the same size. That's pretty big. Could I put a camel in the middle of this needle in this little tiny hole that's right here? No. Are you sure? Yeah? I couldn't do it, could I? There's no way that I could put a camel to go through here. Just like there is no way that I can go to heaven without Jesus. Did you know that? If I don't have Jesus, if Jesus didn't come to the earth and Jesus didn't die on the cross for my sins, I could not go to heaven. How about if I gave a whole bunch of money to everybody? Would God let me in heaven without Jesus? No. How about if I taught at our school, but I didn't have Jesus? Could I go to heaven? How about if I worked all the time, and I worked really, really hard, and I did everything I could at everything that everybody wanted me to do? Could I go to heaven without Jesus? No. Just like the camel can't go through this little tiny hole of this needle, I can't go to heaven without Jesus, right? 
So, do I want Jesus in my life? Yes. Now, how do we get Jesus? Carly. Here, I'm going to have you say that again. Baptism. Good job, babe. We get baptized, right? And then we're baptized into God's family. And then we go to our school and we learn all about our teachers teach us and our pastor teaches us and our moms and our dads teach us about Jesus and how he died on the cross for our sins. Today, in our Bible, in Sunday school, we were talking about Joseph and how his brothers were so mean to him and how his bosses were mean to him. His master was nice to him, but his master's wife was really mean to him. Now, we found out what? What did we find out today, Jackson? About God. About God? About he is with us everywhere. Everywhere we go, right? Everywhere. Even when something bad happens, when good things happen, God is always with us everywhere we go. We made this little backpack, didn't we, that we can take to school to remind us that God is with us everywhere we go. Some of you kids go to our school across the street, and some of you go to other schools. Do we want to take Jesus everywhere with us? Yes, we do. We want Jesus to go everywhere with us. So if you would remember that I can't get myself to heaven, you can't get yourself to heaven, but who gets us to heaven? Jesus. Jesus. Good job. Let's pray. You're going to repeat after me, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for taking care of us. And thank you so much for dying on the cross so I can go to heaven with God and you. Bless us today and help me to remember that you are always with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all of those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he would never enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that we were unable to enter because of the unbelief. This is the word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. As Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but with God, but, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. This is the gospel of our Lord. hymn of the day is number 555 in the Lutheran service book, verses 1, 2, and 9, number 555.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the, is the gospel lesson that was just read, the account of the rich young man and Jesus. You want to have that in front of you because we'll be referring to it as we go along here this morning. I did not talk to Mrs. Hansen about what she was going to, or how she was going to go about her children's message, but I figured that, well, if it was good enough for the kids, it's good enough for all, all of you. So here we go. I've got three different size needles, sewing needles. And that one's got a head on it. Can you see it? Okay, well, what about, these are actually Mrs. Menning's and I don't want to lose them. This one's a little bit bigger. That one's got a head on it too. Can you see it? Anybody back there? No? Okay. All right. Well, never fear. I got a little bit bigger one. Surely that one. Anybody see that one? No? In the back? No? Okay. All right. Now, Jesus said that, a, that it's impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. I don't have a camel, but I have a dinosaur. Anybody else? No. Okay. The point is made. Jesus says that it would be that it is easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, what he is saying is that it is impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is going through his Sermon on the Mount. And after he gets done talking about, kind of in the first part of that sermon, after he gets done talking about that, that we should not murder, that we should not have lustful thoughts, that we should not commit adultery, that we should not divorce, that we should not do these different kinds of things, don't take oaths, all of those different kinds of things. He is telling them not to do these particular things. And then he gets towards the end of that particular section and he says this, you must be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Not you must be pretty good. Not you're allowed to, you're allowed, you're a, you have a quota of 10 sins per week, and you can go up to 10, but don't go past 10. Not, well, I know that you sort of have this one vice, but that's okay because it's not really hurting anyone else, right? No. 
You must be perfect. Just as your Heavenly Father is perfect. The law of God does what it is supposed to do. It paints us in a corner. And there is no way out. Romans chapter 3 talks about this. I have one, two, three, four, five different verses that I'm going to share with you, and there are many, many more. Romans 3 talks about this. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. A little bit earlier, Romans 3, 10 through 18. Listen to this. As it is written, none is righteous, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. I go earlier to Proverbs, chapter 26, verse 12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Finally, from Isaiah 64, 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one that is perfect. Not one. Everything that we do, all of our deeds, whether they're good or bad, Isaiah says they're like filthy rags. They're like polluted garments. When put up against the standard of God's law. The first three commandments have everything to do with your relationship with God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. And then the second table has everything to do with your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. So think back to this week. Have you done that? Did you go through this entire week and not covet a single thing? Did you go through this entire week and not look at so-and-so and have hateful thoughts in your mind and in your heart? Did you go through this entire week and were you able to keep God at the center and at the focus of your life? Think back. Let's put it perhaps in simpler terms. Did you love God with all of your heart? with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And did you, think back, and did you love your neighbor, which is everybody else other than you? 
whether it be your actual neighbor who lives on the other side of you, whether it be your spouse, whether it be your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or your coworker or the person you met at the coffee shop. Did you speak to them? Did you love them in the way that you are loved by God? Did you love your neighbor as yourself? Doesn't that, when you, when you think back to your week, doesn't that feel icky? Don't you feel just a little bit un, uncomfortable? You're sort of squirming in your seat. It's kind of funny, when I started this particular point of the sermon, there, were, there was kind of a movement in the pews, and up there was just, just kind of very subtle. This is what the law does. It paints us in a corner. There is no way out of God's law. The standard is perfection. Remember what Jesus said. Be what? Perfect. Just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, go to your text with me from Mark. I know that some of you here are Star Wars fans. Let me tell you that what Jesus does here to this rich young man is a Jedi mind trick. He was doing those before Jedi mind tricks were cool. Verse 17, and as he was setting out on his journey, a man runs up to him and kneels before him and asks him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He calls him good, And so by that we know that this man knows that Jesus is God. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And then he goes into verse 19. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. He could have gone on, but he didn't. Matthew's gospel has this same text. And Matthew records that, that the man asks, when the man asks that question to Jesus, he includes a very important word. Matthew's text says, What good deed must I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus takes the guy at his word. All right. Well, you know what the commandments are. Don't do this, 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 but do this. If it's a good deed that you're looking for, sir, then look no further than the Ten Commandments. And there you have it. Salvation is yours. Verse 20, and he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. He's pretty pretty sure of himself. Verse 21, And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Verse 23, And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. 
Verse 24, again, he says, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. This isn't about rich people. You can be wealthy and get into heaven. This isn't about being rich or having wealth. Now, as Jesus says here, and as he knows this rich young man, if your wealth is keeping you from keeping, from keeping God at the center of your life, remembering the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me, then that's a problem. And it will be difficult for you to enter the kingdom of God. Nay, it will be impossible for you to enter the kingdom of God. This is where the Jedi mind trick comes in. Verse 26, and they were exceedingly astonished. They're flabbergasted. They're blown away. And the disciples said to them, and they asked them a very important question. Well, if it's all of these good deeds, just like Jesus told the rich young man, if it's do this and this and this and this, but not this, then who can be saved? Then who can be saved? You can almost hear it in their voice. They know the answer to that question. No one can. No one can be saved if you're looking at this, 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 and this. And then it comes full circle. And Jesus makes sense of it. Verse 27, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. This is why he said it, it, is, it is impossible for, the camp, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It can't happen. Our adherence to the law, obeying every single commandment perfectly, is not possible. We know that. We just spent a few moments thinking back to our week. We know that we cannot keep the Ten Commandments. We know that we haven't been able to do it, and we know that we never will be able to do it. The law has painted you in a corner. There is no way out. Except one. What does Jesus say there? The last, the last verse? With man it is impossible, but not with God. Read that together with me. For all things are possible with God. Let's read that again. For all things are possible with God. The law has painted you in a corner, and the only way out is Christ. It's the only way out. The blood of Jesus is the only way out. We have talked about this before, that the, the Ten Commandments haven't gone anywhere, folks. Yes, even that one where you just sort of every week, you sort of break it, and it's not that big of a deal because it's not really hurting anyone. Yeah, that one too. This is why men were throwing 
themselves at Jesus' feet. Because they knew that he was the solution. They knew that he was the answer. This is why Peter, elsewhere, is recorded in the Gospels by saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. This is why Jesus says a little bit later in that same sermon on the mount, he says, unless your righteousness exceeds, goes far past that of the Pharisees and the scribes, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so the question is, well, how does that happen? The cross is where it happened. The empty tomb is where it happened. For it was on the cross of Christ that your disobedience to the law, your failure to keep the standard, was crucified. And it was put to death. And every single sin that you will commit in the future, every single sin that you have committed in the past, Every single sin that that you will commit the moment that you walk outside of these doors, maybe even in this own room right now, has been crucified with Christ. Because all things are possible with God. Now, this is not, let's not misunderstand Jesus. He's not talking about uh, if you go and if you scale the side of a cliff without a rope and if you fall, That doesn't mean that that all things are possible with God. No, read the context. Adherence to the law, keeping the standard, only happens with Christ. It only happens with Christ. And this is why Paul, in Romans chapter 6, talks about dying with Jesus. Because if we have not died with Christ, then then what? Then we're still stuck in our sins. We're still stuck in that corner with the law staring us in our faces and saying, see, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. And I know that next week you're not going to be able to do this, 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 and this. But the cross of Christ is what has freed you and I from that corner. It is the cross, it, is, it was on the cross of Christ that we were given His perfect righteousness. And He gave it to us freely. And He gave it to us even though He, he even gave it to the people who were spitting on Him and mocking Him and laughing at Him and torturing Him and saying, you know what, if, if you're the Christ, then get yourself down. If you are who you say that that you are, then make all of this stop. But he knew that that couldn't happen. Because if he did that, then we would not receive perfect righteousness. If Christ has not been crucified, as Paul says, then we're still dead in our sins. But Christ has been crucified. We have been put to death 
with Jesus. And through this sacrament and through that sacrament and through his words is where he gives you that salvation. This is my body, take and eat. This is my blood, take and drink for the forgiveness of your sins. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Your sins are forgiven. One here, given here and there and here. i got to be completely honest with you. We have some people signed up for our small groups. Man, we don't have nearly enough. If this is where salvation is found, folks, if that is where salvation is found, and if that is where salvation is found, then let's go there. If you have not signed up for a small group, go in the back and find one. There's like seven of them there. At different times. We have a Bible class here every Sunday morning at 8.45. Everybody is welcome to come. We have church here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock where we have communion every Sunday. Unless you think that, well, you can just keep the law perfectly by yourself. And if you can, well then, all right but I certainly can't. And as we read from his word, there is no one that is perfect, not one. Salvation has been given to you as a free gift through his shed blood on the cross, through being baptized as a child of God, crucified with him, so that every single day that you wake up, you are given a brand new life. Last week's sermon was about the little children, and we talked about how you must have that childlike faith, and we talked about exactly what the childlike faith is, and you remember we said that we are like infants when it comes to our Lord and Savior Jesus. We We cannot do anything by ourselves. We are instead given it to us as a free gift. Because Christ knows that we need it. He knew that we needed it, and He knows that we're going to need it in the future. That's why He says, for I am with you always, to the very end of the age, until the last day. He's with us here, He's with us there, and He's with us here. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory over sin, Satan, and death. He gives us his perfect adherence to the law freely as a free gift. And for one reason only, that if you were to just break down the, this entire book, if you broke this entire book down, it would, it would, it would simply say this, because God loves you. And I... We hear that a lot, and we hear that a lot from several different sources, but really, folks, that's what it is, because he loves you, because he sent his son Jesus to die for you, because he was risen three days later for you. 
We just had a funeral here yesterday. The victory is won over death and sin and the grave because of Christ. And that's a free gift. Not by anything that you can do, not by anything that I can do, not by our adherence to keeping this law because we know that we're not going to be able to, but because the blood of Jesus has covered you. And because the blood of Jesus has, cre- has created in you, as the Psalms say, the blood of Jesus has created in you a clean heart, it has renewed within you a right spirit, and that right spirit is the Holy Spirit. Our righteousness has exceeded that of the Pharisees because of Christ, and only because of Christ. When God looks at us, he does not see our sin. He does not see our failure to adhere to his law, no. He only sees his perfect child. Don't let anybody ever tell you differently. Not if you do this, then he will see you as this. Not if you keep doing this, if you pray hard. No, 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 no. Because of Christ, and only Christ, does he see you perfect. Does he see you with his eyes, as the apple of his eye, in perfection? We have been given the perfect righteousness of Jesus, and because of that, our Heavenly Father has seen his children, you and I, as perfect because of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified by the He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to fill out that red sign-in book, whether you are a member or a guest with us. Those who receive it back on the aisles, uh, please tear off the top sheet so that the elders can pick those up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. As we listen to a piano duet by Amanda Minning and Betty Sawyer, let me just offer a couple of reminders. 
Our basket dinner, October 28th, followed by a voters meeting. The turkey shoot, November 3rd. Also reminding you that we have several Bible studies. Please contact the church office at 417-235-7300 to find out when and where those Bible studies are offered. We continue now listening to our piano duet. folks that we want to remember. First for those in our health list, for Melvin McCord, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Eldon Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Felwalk, Lauren Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Maxine Hudson, Ellie Holly, Teresa Nelson, Lena Bremer, and also for Ann Tell, Tellshow, uh, who, is, uh, who is very near to going to her heavenly home. Also for those celebrating birthdays uh, and anniversaries, for Delphine Hessman, who will celebrate 81 years of life on October the 23rd. Uh, we also pray, uh, we remember in our uh, uh, prayers as well, uh, the family of Elmer Stell Wagon, who was given a Christian burial yesterday. Please rise as we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, you have called us to be perfect, just as you are perfect. 
You have called us to keep the commandments. You have called us to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. You have called us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And yet, Lord, we have failed in every way possible. It is impossible for those of us still here on earth to be perfect. The standard for which you have called your children to be, the failing of that standard that has doomed us to eternal death on our own merit. But Lord, today we were graciously reminded of your promise that the standard has been met by Christ, that on the cross salvation was made possible. Impossible for us because it cannot be done, made possible because of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. We pray this morning for the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all public servants and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. For those we pray who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those who are sick, hurt, lonely, or despairing, especially for those on our health list, especially for Elmer's family, for Anne, and for her family, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts now. We humbly pray that you would heal them in every way. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy for all with birthdays, especially for Delphine. May she feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing, Lord, that you have ordered her steps. We thank you also for all with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. Keep our marriages so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. For the faithful who have gone before us and now rest in Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord, and ask him to bring us with them to the marriage feast of a lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The first of our distribution hymns today is Guide Me, O Thou Great Redeemer, number 918 in the Lutheran Service Book.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Closing hymn today is Lift High the Cross, verses 4, 5, and 6, number 837 in the Lutheran Service Book.
difícil. Special word of welcome to all guests and visitors today. We're very glad and happy that you were here to worship with us. I hope that your time here was a blessed one. Again, please find the small group sign-ups that are in the back there on the back left. Uh, of course, if you are um, physically un- unable to make it there, uh, if you would like somebody to give you a ride there or whatever it is, uh, please seek us out. Um, so these are, again, just a, a wonderful and a great opportunity for us as a congregation to get into God's Word, to read it, uh, and so that we may be enriched by it. Um, I never met anyone who opened God's Word who was a believer and later regretted it. Um, and so I encourage you to find those in the back. Uh, I pray that all of you would have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. <laughs>